Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Yeah, yada yada, the best part, Jibanesi. And joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. What's up, man? How's business? Yeah, good. It's like it's like, it's like as if we we didn't just talk about business for two hours before hitting record. I was gonna say first of all, right, and then I think yeah. we also did like yesterday or the day before, or yep. I don't know. And then probably Friday, last Friday, probably like three days a week. If I, I haven't sh- talked I get to more you sh- 10 hours in a week, it's like an off week. Yeah, like, I should get more shit done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I always try and do some damn work. Yeah, so business is good. Yeah, building out yeah. an office, excited. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, That's I, I need pictures. They're, they're coming. Okay, and if uh, you need, I, we talked about uh, helping you set up a podcasting studio, but uh, also if you need help getting... Uh, kegerator set up in the office <laughs> i do need help getting a kegerator set up okay that's well, it's urgent you know, to, you know where to go i mean it's easy you could just buy one <laughs> go buy one online how you doing man i'm good yeah i'm good i'm good mm. no i'm good i don't know why you're really not sell- selling it no i didn't mind i don't know why i said it like somberly mm. i think it's my natural jersey vibe yeah as things just are. like latent anger yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah things are yeah it's summer you know business is killing um i you know i want to talk about this on money or on listen money matters uh, what's, what 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 podcast are we doing right now money lab uh, okay. <laughs> yes money lab uh i started using mint you again. did yeah and yeah and uh well so i did personal capital for a while Mm -hmm. but i wasn't really tracking my expenses through it like i know they were being tracked but i didn't like categorize them or do anything and then over the weekend i was like oh let me go do that and then i realized you really can't set budgets in personal capital so i was like it's really bad for that yeah yeah and i was like oh well then i tried using mint and i was like oh actually i like mint a little bit better has more to offer because i'm trying to save up for a house and I was like, I put that in there and I was kind of like, I, uh, I very, very eye opening. And then what I was spending my money on all this stuff. And so, mm. yeah, just trying to be, it's like what gets measured gets managed. You know, it's like if I know I'm spending a lot of money on homebrew equipment, it's like, oh, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that this month. <laughs> or, you know, if I'm spending a lot of money on going out to eat, I'll be more conscious about going out to eat as long as I'm and like, I think that's the whole thing. Like when you're, when you're just looking at it, you yeah. do it better. You I do mean. it better. Yeah. So other than that, Everything's good. I mean, that even that's that's good, but you know. So in this episode, we're going to talk about finding ways to increase revenue in our businesses, which we tried recording before. Um, it was very long. Mm. It was like two and a half hour. I was going to say very long. It took all day. It was all to day. record an episode that we threw out. That we threw out. Mm. Um, so we're going to redo it. This is episode. This is a redux, and you'll never hear the original. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll secretly put it out. If if anyone wants to hear a two hour argument loop where we're really just <laughs> iterating the same thing, <laughs> right? Right. Bonus yeah. episode. Oh Bo- yeah, two hour, two and a half hour bonus episode. Long plane uh, ride you need to sleep on. We got you covered. Right. <laughs> I think Steph was like, I got it down to an hour and a half. I was like, oh my god, cut out an hour. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by. 
Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, we're talking about finding ways to increase revenue or create new revenue streams in our existing businesses. Mm. And uh, we talked, I've, I've talked on Money Lab about running a lean business. That was like a recent article that I did where I was like basically cutting a shitload of expenses. And um, I feel like I've pretty much cut as much as I could cut. Like I'm, 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 I'm down to the bone. Yeah. Like you need everything you're paying for. I need everything that I'm paying for. Mm. And so now it kind of sparked this idea of like, okay, since I've spent like the last three or four months, like every month going into my QuickBooks or going into my spreadsheet and going, all right, I I cut this, I cut that. You know, I don't need this. Oh, fuck that, whatever. Now I'm like, all right, great. How do I increase my revenue? And the original episode that we recorded was like, I kind of came with no ideas. I came with like, nothing to give you mm. and you uh, hated all my ideas and i mean <laughs> i didn't hate them i know i knew they were coming and so like i also i'm not predictable <laughs> well no because we <laughs> talked about it a million times all so. right, fine. but but i will say that i also want to add a caveat to this conversation which mm -hmm. i which i just talked about a few minutes ago with you off air which was we have existing businesses that earn revenue I just want to be able to increase the volume in some of those existing pieces. And where do you And think? to perhaps to clarify is because yes. we were just even spitballing ideas because we just can't stop. And some of my ideas. Can't stop won't stop. And especially the one that we talked about for two plus hours uh, involves meaningful work, new yeah. work. Yeah, it would be basically like, almost like building an extension of your business by creating like a new sub business, like a bedroom above the garage. Like, a, yeah, like where Boner lived in throwing pans. <laughs> I really didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> where Boner lived. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. In growing pans. Remember growing, mm. pa growing pans? No. Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Mm. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that is. It was Kurt Cameron's friend. He lived above the, the garage. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think. Ultimately, like we're already doing things, where can we turn up the dials mm -hmm. and increase our revenue without really investing in more, uh, without really increasing our expenses, right? By utilizing the things that you and I are uh, good at in our own respects, and that make that. I mean, it may not 
you know, double our income. I'm not suggesting that we find some solution that doubles what we're making, but like, yeah, utilizes like basically fills in some of the gaps to increase revenue. Cool. Are, are um, you opening the table to me? I, yeah, if you want. To so do, if you want to, yeah, go go where you want to go. All right. I, well, because I <clears throat> when we when you open the episode, and I mean we're obviously talking before, and yeah. you kind of like fenced all the things that that you want, what you mm-hmm. don't want. Um, this year specifically, uh, specifically with Listen Money Matters, um, we became even more crazed about measurement. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like all data, whatever. But sure. I used to tell you articles that I knew were making me money that actually when I turned on like real measurement, they weren't the ones that were making me money. Um, and I know that you don't know how, mm-hmm. what your articles are worth. And I think that alone, like which display boxes are earning, which pages are earning. We'll just change the, like you will be able to just better monetize swim. You like quite a bit. So with that, um, and this, I'm this, you seem to be really into that. Mm. Right. So, well, you were the one who said what gets measured gets managed. Yes. But here's what I'll say. The things that I'm measuring super easy, right? The things that you're measuring like colors, yeah, yeah, like colors. <laughs> if we're like measure, like using Google Analytics is fucking not easy. Like, let's just, it's not. It's very complex. Mm. And you can make it in extremely complex. I understand that you and I have lived in it for so long that, like, it may not seem that way. But when you first set up Google Analytics, if you were to set up Google, Google Analytics on your website today, you'd be like, what the fuck? And also, you have a background in big data. I mm. do not. I am excited about but you could use me to totally yeah but i'm excited about using a tool and setting up all the things and starting the measurements the problem that i have is it's being consistent about that and making decisions on that data but also like i there is a big disconnect for my business that not, not is not necessarily true in yours in your business you can kind of get an end to end measurement right you you could you can very easily look at oh this box made me this much money right Mm. and converted at this rate because i use amazon like i really don't have the actual end i have very very rough estimates that you know are probably inaccurate definitely inaccurate and so but so before we had end to end we had click data and i think that will be very instructive as well. And truth be told, your most popular articles may not be driving proportionally as many clicks as other ones. So and, you're just measuring clicks then? Well, okay. So let's think of it as two pieces, right? So mm-hmm. the first piece is you could look at the type, the amount of clicks that are driven. You could even look at the demographics of articles and what's driving clicks. And so if your biggest article proportion to your 10th biggest article, Right, so you have your, you think your biggest article will drive the most clicks, right? And maybe yeah, it does, yeah. but affiliate you know, link clicks is what you mean, though. Right. So let's say okay. like your top article is ten percent of all traffic is making a click, and in your tenth biggest, fifty percent of your traffic is making a click. Just knowing that and looking at the pages, you could improve structure and the way you approach the article to generate mm-hmm. more clicks. 
You know, you could yeah, so, look at the demographics. But. So I have that in a, in a sense in uh, Google Data Studio. We have a list of our top converting pages. So mm -hmm. we know um, like our robotic pool cleaner page gets the most amount of conversions, meaning um, per visitor. Visit to click. Visit to click conversion. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's obviously one of our biggest pages. And then we, ha so we just measure it based on that. And so then we have two lists. We have the list of the top and then we have the list of the bottom. Mm -hmm. so the list of the pages that get like the highest amount of clicks, like a, a lot of clicks, but don't have a high conversion. And so we've basically been taking that list of things that don't, that have a lot of clicks, but not convert, not, 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 not a lot of conversions and adding affiliate links to those pages that weren't there before. Cause that's clearly why it's happening or replacing affiliate links that get more clicks. But again, the nuance of knowing if a specific box or a specific link on a page is getting a click or not is the problem. Mm. So it's like, you know, I really wish that like you could look at a single page and say, oh, I have two affiliate links on this page. They're both the exact same URL and product, right? But which actual link, like which actual anchor text gets more clicks than the other? Right. Because mm. like maybe the other one has to change the anchor text. Maybe I have to improve where it is. Maybe I have to create a display box and not an in-text link. Like these are decisions I can't make because I don't have data that can tell me that. And also, I think you, you and I, I mean, you more than me are interested in the data and interested in setting up the technology behind gathering data. But then actually going in and doing that work is very unsatisfying. Mm. And it's like, oh, I changed the link. Well, now I got to wait another month to measure and see if that actually worked. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not, you know, like mm. if there was a more systematic, automated way to improve, I think that is the fun part for both of us. The actual improvement isn't fun. And, mm. and is it sustainable? I think that this is, I've actually was very interested last year. And again, this is kind of goes back on not the reason for this episode, but I really wanted to just hire a person whose sole job it was, was to increase affiliate link conversions and sales. Like mm. their, their entire job from, from the website to email was just conversion optimization. And I was like, that could be so worth it. Cause it's like, there's a lot of traffic to deal with. You know, they could be doing a B test. I, and I have this super pessimistic view that there's gonna be a few people. You're not a data person and you don't even like it, but there's gonna be no. a few people who are gonna be able to do it better than you. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's but a very that is, niche thing. I also think that that is certainly more your thing than it is my thing. Mm. I don't, I am not saying that I shouldn't focus on that, but is it going to be like, how much of the needle is that really going to move? I think versus, I guess it's done well like, for us, but we also see the end to end. And yeah. so yeah. we did the beginning performance piece, but knowing the actual real conversion, it's, it's a big, it's deal. important. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, I don't have that. And, and then one day I will, because mm. we're, we're building Lasso. That's kind of what we're, our end goal is, is to give people the ability to see that end-to-end -end data. But right now, it doesn't exist. We're still working on it. Mm. Um, until that happens, I've done, like, the most amount of conversion I can. Like, I've increased page speed. I've added affiliate links to poor-performing pages. I have increased... Uh, traffic to those pages just by, you know, writing longer articles and, you know, targeting better keywords, things of th that nature. So like, 
overall, that's what we do kind of on a daily basis is we're just constantly improving content and optimizing content for more affiliate link clicks. Mm. And obviously, I also improved the number of people that were going to my sales pages for my courses because you gave me the code snippet that I threw in and was able to add this these in in post um you know advertisements for the course and and below the post which was never there before and I've sort of downgraded email because email collection has really been sort of like a a roadblock to affiliate link clicks and product sales yeah which is just like okay it's that's a conflicting a, goal it's a conflicting goal big optimization tactics you know but I've mm-hmm. tested those I I did the email thing first and foremost and then tried to sell them on the you know, sell them the courses and, and affiliate links in the back end. And it's like, no, they were already on the page. It's not that, you know, turns out if you just not... told them about the thing, they, they yeah. just do it. Right. So I feel like I've done a lot this year in that regard. But and I feel like it definitely moved the needle. But now it's like, OK, well, what else can I do to maybe more more systematize something that's going to keep moving the needle? So before we jumped on, you're telling me how you discovered that you're in a thousand dollars in like the past like thirty days from YouTube, mm-hmm. and obviously just ramping up in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, what? And I know you're excited about that. What are your thoughts there? Oh, so I'm excited about it, and I've I feel like I've done this before. So I, I did an article that was called "The Obvious Income Source That I've Ignore I've Been Ignoring for Years." You did and like I, an additional. 10 videos or something and then you kind of stopped like that I kind of stopped yeah and i and i well i filmed i built the backdrop in my office for the swim you videos i did both my courses so i was able to build two products with that backdrop mm-hmm. and a few a few uh, uh a few youtube videos i feel like that got its use and it was successful but i was done like i was just like ah i'm moving on you know like a constant like swim university is one of those places where like i get involved I, I know what I'm doing and I get really bored really fast, like writing a script about fucking shock or algae or whatever. Mm. I get very quickly like I should I have I get you, you, know have, what? you have a problem with taking your medicine. Like sometimes you just yeah. have to. I know you're right. I also think I go I jump in and I go, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I have mm. that, you know, like mm. um, and I think I've always said like if I just had a space where I could just pop on a camera, flick a switch, pop on a light, I would sit in front of the camera and re- and I'm like, I always say that that's not the real reason. Like the, setting up a camera is not fucking hard. Right, right. It's writing the script. It's actually getting the like taking a shower before getting on camera, <laughs> putting on a nice shirt, and like talking into a, a void, basically talking to no one. Mm. In, in some sort of talking head fashion, fashion to make a YouTube video about a subject that I am like kind of over and have been over for many years. Um, so I realized that that is the true reason I don't do YouTube videos for Swim University because it's like, this sucks. It's a lot of and work I, to a produce lot of work a video. Uh, and I, specifically to the standards that you have set to yourself. Yes, that's true. Um, I would say it's actually more work for me to do an article and more painful. But well, it's because you enjoy the video editing yeah, process. I enjoy parts of it. Yeah, I definitely enjoy the editing pro- part. Um, and I've talked to other YouTubers. Like I was talking to Baron recently um, from Effortless Gen, and he was like, "I that's the part I like is the editing. You know, mm-hmm. filming. Eh, you know, and coming up with the idea. Like, eh. 
I don't know if he actually said those words, but he was, I was like, yeah, you're right. Editing is the best because it's just sitting in front in your computer, making something good out of it, like, you know, polishing a turd. Mm. And, and, you know, not that I hope it's not a turd, but that's the <laughs> phrase that I came up with. Um, so, yeah, I realize that that's an issue, but I'm like, if, if it were slightly easier and if there was a carrot, you know, at the end that, that would make me do the, these things. Well, okay. And so what's the carrot? And I think the carrot is money in, in this case. I think it's, um, but you know, like the money winds up being months down the line from the work. Well, and in this case, it might be like a year, right? Actually, it it could be relatively quick. So, so here's what happened in May. And this is, we're recording this in May. I know it's probably not May when you're listening to this, but in May, uh, on the 20, on the 30th of May, I've made $13,000 on a Swim University YouTube channel with 16,000 subscribers. And most of that, most of those views are coming from my website. You're saying this year you made 13,000 or this, this month? This month, month. Just the YouTube channel made 13,000? 1,300, sorry. What oh, did I, say? I was like, you told me 1,000. I was like, 13,000. <laughs> Why are you even sorry, recording sorry, sorry. episodes with me? Yeah, Go yeah, make yeah. video. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. No, 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 sorry. 1,300, sorry. Um, and... I, I was like, that's, whoa, I've never, cause like I actually didn't even notice it until I got a check mm. for last month for 700 and something dollars. I'm like, whoa, holy shit. That's pretty significant. And I wasn't expecting that sort of jump. And I looked and it was like, well, of course, because you embed your YouTube videos on your very high traffic website and people are watching those videos. I'm like, okay, well, shit, if I just went through the top 10 to 20, you know, high traffic posts on my website and made videos for those. That's instant income mm. from YouTube. It's not, maybe not, it's not going to be a lot. It's not gonna be like a shitload, but it's going to be pretty decent. And that's going to also help those videos within YouTube to rank in YouTube things and then make money that way. Also, in those YouTube videos, in the description, I can add affiliate uh, Amazon affiliate links because you're allowed to do that um, for products that I mention in the videos themselves. And at the end of the videos, I could also promote my book so or my courses. So I, it's like just filming videos for my high traffic posts could really amp up. Makes the posts better, adds another post- avenue of traffic, monetize, yep. like makes a ton of sense. Seems to make a ton of sense. And mm-hmm. it feels pretty that specific idea with swim university feels pretty immediate like it's an immediate sort of payoff and well, not people like are huge... looking for the answer to one of the things that yeah. you're attaching a video to like and it's relevant it, it could start working now yeah it could start working now and so that feels like something that feels pretty and it's definitely my wheelhouse it's like if anyone's going to make youtube videos about pools and then actually be entertaining and good i feel like i have that ability right Mm. the problem is is can i sustain that and that's where i've been trying to figure out like okay how can i i have two questions for you okay one back a few minutes ago you said one of the barriers was making it easier and so like Mm -hmm. what would you do to because yeah and you had also told me and i don't know if we were recording this but you know you had said while we're recording that you love editing but yeah. you know, at least today told me that you hate 
I'm sorry, you love editing, but you hate recording. Yes, I do. So anything to make that easier, obviously, kind of makes the whole process flow. So what are you going to do? Um, so I'm going to try. I, I, I ordered a, um, a paper backdrop uh, from Savage Paper Rolls or whatever. Mm. Um, and I'm going to try to create this paper back. I'm just going to like put it like kind of tack it up for now and just see, you know, how it looks and all that stuff and make maybe a few videos. So I'm going to put that on my wall, set up a camera, set up some lights, do a couple of videos and just see how it comes out and see if I sort of like, if it's quick, if it looks so, so for me, I think if it looks good, you know, if it like, Oh my God, this looks fucking sharp. I like this. That's going to excite me. Mm. And then it's just like, okay, now how, like once I figure that the end result comes out and I'm like, Ooh, I really dig this or, Oh, I know how I can make this better. Then it becomes, well, how do I make this easier and easier and easier? You could also do the daily show thing where you have the paper behind you and get the square. Oh, that's exactly what I'm doing. Mm. It's exactly what I'm doing. Oh, okay. So, so I'm going to have a desk. I'm going to have a chair. It's like always set up in the same spot with the paper backdrop with different colors. I can switch it up. And, I am going to just just see like just figure out all the bottlenecks, like all the mm. frustrating pain points from start filming to like importing in the computer and just start eliminating, you know, the friction points. And I think those are going to be the setup of the of the camera equipment. Like sweating, <laughs> I, I'm not even <laughs> kidding you, like. I get an, like I'll, I'll take a shower. I'll put on a nice shirt. I'll put on a hat. I'll sit in front of the desk, and I'm a fucking immediately sweating before you turn the camera. Before I turn the camera, on. I'm like, <laughs> God damn! And then I just get like, and then like script writing is going to be a friction point for me because it's like, oh, I'm writing scripts about pools again. Like I feel very in it, um, even though I know the information. I still need to like refresh and and understand mm. like my point and all that stuff, um, and. I think it's just like looking like I have to do it and I have to record every step. I don't mean like with a video camera. I mean like record it in Apple notes or something and go, okay, like how do I remove this? And I do this for homebrewing. Like I, I have every step that I do in my day for a, for a homebrew day. And I just, I, I, every once in a while, I'll look at those steps and see where I can eliminate things or where I can eliminate friction points. Like I kept bringing out a garden hose from my garage every single time I'd brew and I'm like, well, why don't I just buy a little deck box and put the hose there? So I don't have, I get just on a reel. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, so stupid, like such a small $20 purchase, but saves me just like walking to the garage and back and then hooking the hose up to the, to the, to the spigot, which, you know, if you don't get it on right, it's kind of just, just little tiny friction points. Mm. And I think if I do that and also I think, I I'm really excited about doing homebrew videos for brew cabin. And so whatever I come up with has to also work for that has to also work for lasso has to also work for like literally anything that I want to do. Like and making video for you easier because easier. it is one of your like superpowers, right? Everyone yes. has like their thing they're good at. That's like your thing. I think so. Mm. I think so. And I know that I can be entertaining on camera. And so it's like, yeah, I could get somebody else to do this. But that actually feels more like friction. So the the other thing I wanted to bring up, um, and I kind of want to challenge you on the 1300 with the videos that you're making now. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that is 
far under the value that you'd probably be able to capture doing no work, no like like nominal additional work. And I don't so, think I follow. All right, so do you uh, know the CPM that you get paid from YouTube? The the cost per thousand impressions. I could look it up. I'm sure, right? So there's thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, how many like video views was that? Uh, two hundred something thousand. I yeah, can't... just bullshit me. Let's say two hundred thousand. Okay, right. I'm looking. I'm like pulling it up right now. So the last, I'm just gonna do uh, in May. So in May, I've had two hundred eighty-eight thousand views. Two eighty-eight, yeah. Um, and my estimated revenue is. Thirteen thirty-eight. So okay, perfect. Thirteen thirty-eight divided by two twenty-eight. That means your CPM for your YouTube videos is four dollars and sixty-four cents. Actually, this says playback-based CPM, uh, effective cost per milli, or the estimated average gross revenue per thousand playbacks on which an ad was shown, independent of which specific playbacks the advertiser was charged for. Is eight dollars and eighty cents, is what it says. So I don't I don't know what that means, and it sounds like it's very you know thick wording. But if we sure. take the amount of views, right, and and I don't know, maybe ads aren't turned on to every video, but sure, let, let's let's go with the let's say it's not four dollars and sixty four cents, and let's say it's not eight dollars, just say it's ten dollars CPM. Okay, right. So and I don't know how much you know about CPM, but that's like really really low. bad. That's yeah. very low. Right. Yeah. And so if we were to work out a similar thing to impressions on your website, which is not as engaging a media as video, I'm sure it'll be way higher. Point being, um, you know, and I know you had mentioned adding Amazon links in, I think will be worth like if you just went through all the existing mm-hmm. videos, videos, yeah, and just and create it. awesome bulleted descriptions, added yep. in links. Yeah, I think that will make you more money. Well, I did that. Yeah. So I actually did that recently. I think it was this year, like in January, I did that and added a tracking code for the video. No, no, no. no. Do that, please. Wait for the video. So you have swim university dash 20 or whatever your Amazon tracking ID is. Yes. Make a separate one for the video. Oh, oh, sure. So you could could distinguish the channel. Well, so I can do, um, you're not doing yeah, that yet, so, are you? No, I don't. I don't have Amazon any links in any of my videos. Oh, so what'd you but do? What I, oh, so let me talk. Let me tell you. I <laughs> added um, links to the books with a coupon code, mm. and so I'm tracking it with a coupon code. And what is in that all the videos? Um, let me pull that up because that that has worked, and I was surprised by that. And I as soon as I, I actually only had it on one video. And then I and then I saw like actual well, that's completely found income, right? Right, and but that would be the same with the Amazon piece. One hundred percent agreed. So YouTube videos, holy fuck! So since I since I put it (laughs) on, I've had one hundred and twelve people use it. One hundred twelve people. Wait, wait, use what? The video coupon code. Oh wow, that's awesome, dude! Yeah, it's way more than I. And thought. so it's 112 times like what 40 or something, roughly. Just yeah. bullshit. Yeah, sure. So that means because I always have the calculator up, that's like yep, about four and a half thousand dollars that like you just just found. literally just adding a link and a coupon code to the descriptions of my existing YouTube videos. And it goes without saying that Amazon is going to convert far better 
because everyone knows and has an account or whatever yep. than your own stuff because it just kind of is. Yep. But the, but the acts I have to grind and we kind of like discussed this before we went on is like you wanted to keep the YouTube ads on. Well, here. Yeah. So. So, so it would be like I just think there's no harm. I just links. think there's no harm in it. Yeah. I just don't think there's any harm in it because why don't you have display ads on your website? Um, because you would be well, able to capture more value out of every, vi- every page view. Sure. Supposedly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and the I know question what you're is getting. like, <laughs> is, is the effect right. on your website's affiliate income? Mm. Do you think that it would be the same on the video? Like, yeah. So here's some people and well, here's what I, so my philosophy with that or my thought process with that is if you're watching a YouTube video, no matter who the fuck you are, you kind of expect that that's the that's kind of the user experience with YouTube. Look, when videos. I go to Business Insider, I also expect that there's going to be an auto playing video and something. But how take... often are you going to Business Insider? Like, I'm, I'm researching money and business topics, so I want. Like, here's up... the thing: my dad knows about the skip button in YouTube. I'm mm. sure he watches a ton of YouTube. Now, I pay for YouTube Premium because I fucking couldn't handle it anymore. Like, I literally was just like, I'm done, and mm. they gave me three free months, and I was like. Uh, yep. Uh, and then as soon as I had one day of no ads, I was like, this is worth $10 a month to me. Like, mm. but I, okay. I, I've, I've been watching this channel Veritasium, huge yes. channel. Yep. I have not seen a single ad on their channel, you know, and whether it's like yeah. Fox or cause the thing is, uh, they're going to bake in their own ads sure. and everyone knows because well, as you do the with deal. your website, you're going to make more money doing your own shit. Not necessarily true because I mean, if you ask Thomas, I think he's done this before. Where it's like he does a he does his brand deal on his YouTube channel after it and ages then, out. He yeah, after it ages the, out, then he puts the yeah monetization. But Thomas on. doesn't do the affiliate thing. If anything, he's kind of let that go to the. But wayside. that doesn't stop anybody from clicking those. You know what I mean? Like those affiliate links are going to live in the description. But so they're only going to click it if they watch the video and they're like, oh yeah. That I actually want, but that. also only, but also only on YouTube, not on my website. So it's like they're not going to see the description of my YouTube video and all those affiliate links on the website when it's embedded. They're only going to see that on YouTube, and a majority, a large majority of my views come from my website and not my act and not the actual like YouTube website. Mm. So I think you can have all three. I think you can have your cake and eat it too in this case. So these videos that are embedded on your on your website. Yes. They're running ads. Yes. So like that sounds crazy. I mean, maybe I, if I you know, could but put I didn't... it only to peep to videos viewed on YouTube. But check this out. I didn't have ads running all last year because of that exact th- philosophy of I don't want ads uh, coming on my website. You know what I mean? Through the YouTube I'm not videos. suggesting this as a taste reason. I'm yeah. suggesting this as a more profitable business reason. I mean, it's will. It's certainly worth testing per video. Like if I embe- if I take one video and add it to my website and embed it, and then just remove monetization off that one video and see, and then measure. You know what I mean? It's easy to do. With YouTube, if you're watching a how to get rid of algae video, you're just gonna skip in five seconds. Like you're just gonna do it o- almost like instinctively. Like you're not even gonna be mad. You're not gonna leave. You're just going to hit skip because what you want, whatever information comes after that. Mm. And it's like, also the description, let's be honest, like the description and adding affiliate links into the description 
A lot of people in my audience are probably not going to do that because they're not YouTubers who understand that that's where information lives and they have to click the show more link to see that. They're also not finding my shit on YouTube. They're finding it on my website. And that's not going to exist there. But what will exist there is an entire post filled with affiliate links, Mm. right? And I think they just want to watch a video so bad, they'll just hit skip. And I just got paid for them waiting five seconds to hit skip. Not a lot of money, but I got paid what I wouldn't have gotten paid where everyone just knows that that's kind of what to do. And then, and I, I agree that like, yeah, podcasts have that. It does have an effect, which is why I got rid of them last year. But then I'm just like, well, if I can make money on this ad skip and they click affiliate links and they, do and they watch money the, on the ad skip. Yeah. Cause they watch five seconds of the ad. I mean, that's what you, it's not a, t- again, like you, your point of like 10, dollar cpm as a max that's nothing like you're you're just it's nothing so youtube does not count skipped ads as a view advertisers don't pay for skipped ads and therefore creators do not get paid for viewers who skip ads okay so then so your point is just take ads off and then lose that thousand dollars a month and in turn hope hopefully that i would make up for that uh, in the, the book gambit sales and, is the gambit yeah. is do you think that you could beat a $10 CPM? And my understanding of the brands that Laura and I have is that that is a rather low bar to step over. And so the question is, I, I think like without a doubt, you could outperform a $10 CPM. And the question is, so so you add in the, the, the links into the description, right? And you will improve the value per video. And, and the question is like, if you unmonetize or remove those ads, do you actually make more money? Like not $1,300 more, but like $3,000 more. So you turn off 1300 and make 3000 So I think the only way to really find out the truth about this is to literally create a video where I have my own ads within the video for my own products. Mm. And then also in the description have affiliate links. Put that up on a very successful page. Get a lot of traffic to it. Right. And then turn on ads, you know, after a certain amount of data is and then see if one decreases the other and then measure if I make less money by turning ads on across the board or if I end up making more because the ad didn't actually affect any of the other pieces. Mm. Because if the ad doesn't affect the other pieces, then, of course, put ads on. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. Because it's like it's just basically free money Mm. because it's like, why not? But if, if we don't know that, like, so I'm certainly willing to test that because i i agree with you like because that would that would beg the question like well then on listen money matters why are we not selling our own products within the podcast and why you know why take cpm from other places when we could create our own cpm that's i agree with you right right yeah we we could definitely go down there i I think that's what we would need to do but that's hard well well okay let's go down that road for a second Mm. because i i agree with you in that in the sense of like yeah, whatever. It's a checkbox. I just love the idea. It's like a checkbox and fucking income. Look, at the end right? of the day, like you've created revenue from nowhere and we're, we're debating like nuances of it being sure. higher or whatever. Right. Fine. The thing is for you and, and with like Money Lab and stuff is you are a video guy and like yeah. you're just really good at that. Like mm-hmm. the specking out of what a video needs to be, like I do that for other things not videos and you do that for other things not videos as well but because you could take your ability to break down a topic and Mm -hmm. make a video out of it 
Like that's kind of a secret power. And you've done that through courses with Money Lab, which yep. has created an awesome business of just yes. that. I am not that. I have no skills or training in the video realm. Yes. Full stop. Full uh, stop. But where do you think that, like, where do you think there's a gap in, and let's just take Listen Money Matters. Mm. Where do you think you could turn a dial and, and, and not spend any extra money and, and make significantly more? Do you, ha- do you know? I, I guess I feel like I've turned all the dials that I know. You okay. Know, I, I'm an optimizer. Like, I, I would love ideas. Um, well, so or this for would you be. To do the work for me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is like, well, okay. Like, obviously, I've always wanted video to exist on Swim University, and I could hire out to do that. But then, you know, the hiring out of it may end up costing more in the beginning than it would be than the revenue I make. And so, mm. therefore, like, uh, it might take forever for that to ever catch up. Especially if it's a thing that you love and are good that at. I do. It's almost right. like you're paying to create things not as good as you would create. Sure, exactly. And so I think the same thing is true in Listen Money Matters. It's just not video, mm. obviously. And Listen Money Matters has an audience roughly the size of Swim University at its peak, but all the time, mm. right? So uh, essentially a bigger business. And everybody in your industry seems to be kind of like honing in on the affiliate marketing play. And that seems to be very lucrative um, because obviously there's the way that like my affiliate marketing play is e-commerce products, 8%. Mm. Yours is like, Hey, sign up for this thing. That's free. I get a kickback from the company. Yeah. Like, right. So it's like, give someone your email address, $50. I get money. Right. Yeah. So it's like, Whoa, of course, why not? Yeah. Do that. And obviously, I don't think anything's going to um, change with that. I think mm. that it will always be sort of your focus. And I think you could essentially turn the dial up on that by adding more affiliate links, creating more relationships. But ultimately, is that your superpower to utilize in order to make more money? And I, I, yeah. I would say not. And, and you know, yeah. we do it. And I would say, like, begrudgingly. Sure. It is, it is one of my uh, chores that I have to yeah, do. Right. Right. So I think the easiest thing is if you're not doing video, you have all these areas. Like I think find um, a loud Italian and pay him. (laughs) No, that's the thing. Like, like let's, let's, let's be real. Like it's really not about paying anybody any extra. Like, let's just, let's Mm. put that caveat on this conversation because like, yes, we could spend money to make money, but then it's also a risk where it's like so you're saying you don't pay it, you and cut you in as a percentage. Just, <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a way around that. Sure. Um, I, dude, I just think, in my opinion, that that it's it's minute. To, to, it's for me, it's like you do software, mm. right? So how do you use software? And I'm not necessarily saying to sell software. But how do you use software to your advantage? Like, what could you build that was internal? So we was... spent a lot of time on like website automations, things like mm-hmm. you added that like piece of code that I gave you that you know promotes your book mid post. So we do a lot of that, that, you know, which is obviously worked. Lasso is a thing too, right? That you've built that's helped your website. 
what else do you think you could do that would be technology or software based that would significantly increase your website traffic or or sorry increase your revenue by say like $2500 a month I mean I think software that we could sell to, I mean you're saying not that but that's really the only like we have talked about budgeting things and debt yeah. things and I, there's I I have ideas for days but as you but see they, they seem big right mm. they're they're big hairy goals to 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 tackle yeah no? and that's why it's like can't have another lasso in right. terms of a time commitment. Sure. So what would be the small, like this is like video is a time commitment, but it's relatively small and it's like my wheelhouse. Mm. Is there anything that you could think of? I mean, like, look, for me, I think the, the, the obvious answer is like investable, mm. right? It's like you have a thing built. It obviously works. There are there's a little bit amount of time that you could put into it and probably see a, a couple thousand dollar increase per month. No, I I completely agree with you, and I know that I am also um, at fault for kind of like letting like we haven't lost revenue, we haven't gained because it's it's gone attention yeah. wise to lasso. Sure. So you're saying like just basically better integrated into the site. So, mm. so here's what I'm here's what I'm suggesting because I think that this is important because yes. Uh and the and the last conversation we had which we ditched which was like oh we could like of course we could do anything we want to, mm. right? We have the but the problem is is that we literally don't have the time to do everything we want to do. Right. Right? So the question becomes, well, okay, you have a limited time and you're one person, so where can you put if you put five hours a week, 10 hours a week into one thing, like would that pay off and replicate itself forever and ever and ever, mm. right? And I love this idea of like, I can sit there and do a video, put it on my website, and that video will continue to make money for the next 10 years, right? As long as mm. YouTube exists and as long as my website's still bringing in traffic, like that one day of work is exponential forever. And that's affiliate income and ads. And I anything that is in that realm, I can super get on board with because like all the ACH deposits are automated. The lead, yeah. the leads we sent out to our clients are automated. So like, and that's what we, I just yeah. wind up, yeah. Same, but, but those are things that literally anybody can do. Like Agreed. you, that does not make you special. Well, dude, right? tell me the answer. Cause I, I, I dude, I, I mean like, look, this is what I'm saying. Like, I think if the way that I'm going to treat video, because I also have lasso work, not as much as you do, but I also have lasso work, which is a side thing, mm. but I've had, I have to make a decision. I have to say like, well, um, you know, my business needs me too, and I can manage and do all that stuff. But like, okay, I, I have, let's like, let me make time for this other thing. Mm. And so I've decided that I'm going to spend two days a week doing video one day of filming one day of editing depending on what day that could be it could be tuesday wednesday it could be monday friday it doesn't matter but if i spend two days a week producing videos then i'm doing my work and mm. then obviously if like if lasso takes off and it requires less of my time and, and managing gets more automated and that requires less of my time then i may put more into video i may do three days a week four days a week whatever but it has to start with like some small amount of time. Mm. So if you could set aside, like the way we set aside Thursdays for really just podcasting, right? It's like we have Thursdays, 
that's kind of the, like when I wake up in the morning on Thursday is like, I don't have anything planned except these two episodes that we do or possibly more or whatever. Mm. That's like, that's kind of my day. Yeah. I mean, if I fucking, talk to you and we haven't killed each other and things were yeah. saved to publish like success. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's a, that's a productive day mm. and, and not a lot of time. I mean, and half of it's fun. So yeah. it's like, I mean, it's all fun, but like, I'm not, I, it's, it's kind of re- relieving to wake up and go like, I know exactly what I need to do today. Mm. I need to talk to Andrew about fucking shit revenue. Right. <laughs> so great. Numbers. Uh, and on this right. show or that show. This show. Yeah. And it's like, and I know that like that is moving a needle in some direction, some way, shape or form. Mm. Could you set aside one day a week in your life? To just work on investable. Yeah. I mean. Like it was just like, hey, hey, like, hey, team, Monday or Tuesday or whatever. It's like just like Thursday's podcasting day. It's like I'm working on this today and that's all I'm working on. And obviously, if you get done like a major thing, it's like, oh, all right, I'll go do this other thing or whatever. Like I did. um, Like I was like yesterday was an entire day dedicated to lasso. Right. So I woke up and it was actually pretty great because I woke up and I'm like, I know what I have to do today because I had it planned out the night before on Asana. Mm. And I was like, okay, like I just have to create right copy. That's all I did all day. And I got done relatively early and I started kind of late because I had to like, you know, talk to my team members. I had some like email things to clean up with Lasso and in Asana. But like that was, I, I knew that that's all I had to do was like finish this one thing. I don't know. There might be like that. Yes, it's not going to you're not going to get la- investable up and running like next week in one day. I think what you- I need to do is allow myself to put time there, because the thing is, I, I wind up spending my time on a whole slew of things, but sure. I wind up like. Digging more and, and perhaps in a, in a direction that, yeah, you might. you uh, Yeah. So you do what I do is it's like you end up digging deep into one direction. You're like, wow. What? And then by the time you're like at the bottom of the hole, you're like, what? Oh, I didn't make any progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, what the hell was that all about? You know, I just need to be very clear with, you know, if I didn't get listen, money matters stuff done by whatever. And Monday comes around, you know, that's my investable day or lasso day or whatever. Yeah. And I have to really be strict about not letting other work bleed in. And it can, once you finish the thing, right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, if I just, and it, the other thing too, is like, my boss, my old boss uh, taught me this. And he's like, if you come into work and you get one thing done that moves the company forward in, in you know, making more money or whatever or optimizing it, then you've done your job for the day. Yeah, everything else. It, yeah, everything else on top of that is bonus. So like if you come in and in the first hour you've made like a $10,000 sale, then you take the rest of the day off. Like you've moved the company in a great direction. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to work the rest of the day. All of it's bonus. And I'm like, that's liberating. Cause it's like, if I, if I, if I show up and I'm like, if I just finish this one task on lasso, like I have made, like if I show up tomorrow and, and, you know, design all the elements that we need for the app, like I did good. Like I moved mm. us forward in some way in, in a significant way. And I think that that's like, the only thing you can really do. And it's like, it's the eating, eating an elephant thing. Like obviously you and I would want to just, I am, at least I know I'm this way. I want to show up and finish it. Like I want to show up, start, you know what I mean? I just want to be like, all right, 
This whole thing's broken. I'm just going to fucking finish it. When it's not finished, I, it eats me, you know? Yeah, right. And then you obviously start to procrastinate because it's like, well, you know, this is urgent and I'm taking my time away from this. But it's like, no, you kind of have to sit back, I think, and prioritize, like, what are the things that Andrew does? Mm. And like, and what are the things that Andrew does really well? And what are the things that if Andrew does them will actually move the needle, not just today, but forever? Yeah. Right. And I, th- I do think like your effectiveness in software is a is a dangerous in a good way tool. Right. Of like just like my, you know, experience in video is like I can be very dangerous with mm. that. You know, if I just put time, like, dude, if I made one video a week oh, for dude, any of my brands after like, a I'd, year, you would have you could have like a successful channel. essentially. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, but I don't do that. What do I do instead? You know. I don't know. I don't know what you <laughs> I don't know. Right? It's like, I'm just, or I think too much. I think too much about, you're like, look at stats or mm. I look at, you know, I talk to people and I make sure things are going well. And then I start, I, but you know what it is? I start new fucking projects. That's what I do. Yeah. That, I start new your, things because I'm. I, I, I'm also an opportunity junkie. I stay within yeah. one project, but I have the distraction. Maybe you it's have an the shiny object. Thing. Yeah. It's a shiny object syndrome. Yeah. You know, like whatever. We all have it. So I don't know. For me, I think it's video. For you, I think it's software. Mm, I'd agree. And I think like if we could just spend one day, possibly two days a week, doing nothing but in your mind or in your case coding and in my mind filming and editing, then for our own existing businesses. And we would feel better as well. You'd, like you you'd would feel so absolutely. good. If, oh, yeah. definitely. I felt great yesterday just finishing like one not it wasn't a small task but it was like i just did one thing Mm. and it was like okay great like this is the thing i was supposed to do and then tomorrow i have another thing that i have to do great and it's like not an eight hour day it's a six hour day and it's like i move the company in a direction Mm. and you obviously have incidentals and little tiny like things here and there but ultimately like those things are going to pop up but if you're just like, okay, well, you know, can't deal with this today because today is X day. Like today was the last day. I can't talk about Swim University today. Sorry. I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I've never been able to do with any other part of the business what I've done with the podcast and Thursdays for us where yes. I like don't even <laughs> check anything else. It's like yeah, literally either. like the world does not exist Yeah, because it'll happen after. Or right. not, you know. I'm usually right. like so done talking to people and even thinking about stuff when when we hang up. I just yes. like I don't know, drink or play video games or whatever. Yeah. So how do you build that into other days? That obviously, and it also forces the prioritization, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, like what is crucial and then what is not. It's basically like cutting expenses, but it's like cutting hours and like yeah. and tasks. You know, it's like if tasks are your transactions, well, why do I keep paying for this thing over and over again when it's really not actually making me any money or adding to my life value or you know what I mean yeah so maybe there's an episode there about like the you know like turning your tasks into transactions Mm. and then editing that because I think like like for me for example um and not to go too far on this but like I had a task in my asana that every day I would check lasso email because we're getting customers now and it's like we don't have a customer service rep involved. And so I was like, I just every day I had to check this thing. And then you go in and it's like an hour. 
you know, it may not be like an, a, a solid hour, maybe 15 minutes, maybe tw- 20 minutes, whatever, maybe like two separate 15 minute chunks throughout the day. That's still a expense as an expense that I have to do. Yeah. And it's like, what? but that doesn't move any needle at all. No, it's anything. like a treading so water like, type thing. Right. And it's an interruption and it's a, you know, it's like, hey, I'm paying for the stock photo website every month. Do you use stock photos? No. What the fuck are you do? Why are you doing that? Then? Why are you paying for it? It's yeah. Like, oh, of course. The, the, all right, cancel. And so it's like, in this case, we can't cancel it. We just have to replace it with, you know, another way to, for it to, because the, the task still needs to happen. We still need photos. We just need an alternative method for getting them mm. and maybe not paying for them. <sighs> That's my analogy with that. So is there anything else that you want to say before? I, I dig it. And I, my takeaway is to really just see if I could structure the weeks better. Cause I think that I'm like literally yeah. losing money in terms of just like lost time into stupid inane shit. Yeah. And also too, like if you think about lasso, like it works, you know, it's like, it's software that works. And mm-hmm. like that, like, you know, the time that you spend on it should be like very like targeted and pinpointed, like, boom, like we're, we're fucking fixing this goddamn thing right now. Yeah. And it's like, that's going to push us forward instead of going like, well, yeah, you can work on all kinds of shit. You know, I could add all (laughs) kinds of work to my, to my plate Mm. for the day. And it's like, nope, nope, this is like, there's, it's an, there's an end date to this. And I think the same thing with the sales page, like I I could work on the sales page and do all kinds of goofy shit all day. Shadows. Tweak shadows. Exactly. Tweak shadows. I mean, that's that's, kind of, yeah. The bane of my existence. Just put a fucking shadow on it. Move on. Yeah. You could always do it later. If you want to, if you, if you're bored, tweak a shadow here and there. I, we have this beacon on the uh, Lasso homepage, and I saw mm-hmm. that you changed the beacon color of one <laughs> and, section and the, or the other. <laughs> and the speed. Yeah. I and saw I saw it was faster. And yeah, that I mean, that stuff's like cool, but that's like where a lot of my time goes. Things like right. that. Right. So anyway, is that it? Is yeah. That it? Be good. All right. I want to thank Adam for sending in my new middle name. You yada yada the best part. Thank you, Adam. And of course, I want to thank Andrew, my man, Drew, for joining me on this episode of Money Lab. Thank Always, you. dude. Always. Head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on this show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, leave a review. And speaking of reviews, I have a review from BJ Call 2. I believe that's how it's said. It's totes inspired. Matt is a down-to-earth, tell-it-like-it-is human. I am a human. You'll learn from his conversations. Highly recommend. So thank you for that review, BJ Call 2! Exclamation point. I don't think that's part of his name. I think that's just actually the grammar in that. But that's it. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 